temptations our Father when so trials come, be thou near to keep me, take me as thine own, for I cannot live without thee, lead me gently home, lead me gently Once again, and this is your brother, Paul, often coming to you live from Benya's Facebook page and also from my own Facebook page. And I know some of you are also taking me from YouTube and WhatsApp. Uh, you'll get me also on podcast. A podcast is just an audio. So if you want to hear podcast, which is uh data friendly and also helps you uh, if you don't have enough data you can use the podcast which is cheaper so you only need to download podcast on your phone and you can uh, uh, hear these audio um tonight i have come on your screens again to present nothing but the truth of the word of god to you so, um, we're going to continue our studies that we started uh, three weeks ago. And today is the third part and then concluding part. And the topic uh, of this study is, uh, can a Christian or a good person uh, be saved without baptism? Without baptism. So, our focus is on baptism. Whether... Uh, or not somebody will be saved um, if the person has not been baptized. That is exactly what we are going to discuss. And all those who are watching me now, I send my greetings from myself and my family to you. And God bless you that you always follow me. Please, if, if you are watching me from YouTube, please kindly uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel so that whenever uh, I come on the screen, uh, you will be uh, among the first to be notified that I am online. And if you are watching me from Facebook, please you hit the follow button and follow me so that you always receive notification. Uh, whatever time you are watching me, God bless you. And I send my greetings also to you. Once again, my name is Brother Paul Offen. Uh, I am in the Church of Christ in Cambanol, uh in uh, Glasgow here. Brothers and sisters, as uh, 
I told you the other time, uh, these studies is very, very important because it uh, talks about our salvation. Anything about our salvation, please don't uh, uh, joke with it because uh, our life is so precious and so important. Uh, what you have to understand is God doesn't want anybody to perish, but he wants all of us to uh, come into, uh, you know, uh, I have life and have in abundance. The reason why our Lord Jesus Christ uh, came into this world. So uh, please, let's take uh, tonight's lesson uh, very seriously because uh, it talks about our salvation. The question that we are answering tonight is our can a good person or somebody who called himself or herself a Christian um, be saved if he or she did not baptize and die? Can he be saved? Now, these questions are asked because uh, modern day believers or Christians worship God with emotional feelings, but not being obedient to what God commands. You see, most people worshiping, you see them, everything is just emotions. But in actual fact, people are not following God's commands. But as Samuel was told, uh, uh, Samuel told King Saul, God wants obedience rather than sacrifice. If you read 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22-23, it is better we obey God than, you know, rendering sacrifice to him. That is what uh, 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 Saul was told. It doesn't matter how much good you are. If you disobey God's command, you will lose your salvation. So it's important that you don't take God's commands so lightly. And you have to obey what he commands you. Now, Moses, who had had to lead Israel for 40 years, lost his chance to step onto the promised land. Why? Because he disobeyed God. Look at how Moses had toiled with these Jews. Moses was 80 years when he started journey with the Jews to the promised land. And 40 years on this, uh, you know, uh, wilderness. But at the end of it all, he never step onto the promised land. He only saw the land, but never stepped onto it. Why? Because he disobeyed God. What God commanded him to do, he didn't do it that way. So God punished him. If you read the scripture, scripture will tell you that Moses was, I mean, the, 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 among the people in the world, he was one of uh, the people who God described as a meek person. You understand? And he feared God, but he never stepped onto the promised land because he failed to honor one thing, that God, what God commands him, he failed to honor it. Now, sometimes when we are talking about baptism and you're trying to teach people how important baptism is, and said to them, baptism has a relationship with our salvation. They will say, oh, what are you talking about? What about the thief on the cross? This thief, they don't baptize, but he was saved. I don't know what, who told them that the thief did not baptize. Because the Bible is silent about whether the thief had a baptism or not. You understand? But that is not where we are going. But I want to point out two things that people are not aware of, okay? When we are discussing the thief on the cross, two things people are not aware of. Now, you must understand that before Jesus Christ died on the cross, the Jews were saved by following the Ten Commandments law and not by and not through baptism. That is what you have to understand. Before Christ died on the cross, the Jews were saved by obeying the Ten Commandments law. 
So if this thief was a Jew, you understand, and he was following the Ten Commandments, but his behavior was as that he was a thief. Okay. Now, if on the cross he repents, you understand, what you have to understand is, if you read Romans chapter 2, verse 12 to 14, the scripture says, those who sin under the law, okay, will by the law be judged. If you follow the law and you sin, it is the Ten Commandments law that uh, God will use to, to judge you. And not whether you baptize or not. That is one thing I want you to understand. That is when or before Jesus Christ died on the cross. You understand? You have to understand that baptism was ineffective after Christ's death. You understand? Those people who were, who were baptized by John the Baptist, okay, their baptism was good, but it will only be effective after Christ has died because the scripture says in baptism, you come with in contact with the death of Jesus Christ. So those who were baptized by John, they have two choices or chances. Because they were Jewish people, they can be judged by their law or also uh, after Christ has died and because they had a baptism, they can also uh, be saved through that. So that is the first point I want you to understand. That before Christ died on the cross, these Jews were being judged according to their law. That is Romans chapter 2, verse 12 to 14. You read there, you will see. Now, point number two is that Jesus, being God, had the power to forgive sins and to save people before he died on the cross. An example I can give you is Romans chapter 8, verse 11 to 13. When the adulterous woman was presented to Jesus and the people said he deserved to die according to our law because she was found fornicating. You understand? And Jesus, after the people left her and they could not stone her, Jesus said, I have forgiven you your sins, but go and sin no more. Okay? With this, you know, kind of... Uh, uh, um, uh, power that Jesus have to forgive somebody's sin was questioned by the uh, the Pharisees. They asked, "Who are you to forgive sins?" They didn't know that the one be before them was God Himself. Jesus Christ was God, so He has power to forgive sins. So that is before Jesus Christ died. He can tell you your sins are forgiven. And today, if you die, you will go to heaven because he is God. So this repentant Jew, whether or not he was baptized, Christ has every power to save him before he dies. And what you have to understand is, if you read Romans chapter 6, verse 3 to 4, okay, Paul says, don't you know that those who are baptized are baptized into Christ's death. So you see that baptism only come effect after Christ has died. So when you are baptized, you come in contact with Jesus' blood. So the water, though we see water spiritually, is Christ's blood that cleanses you. So before Jesus Christ died, baptism was not an issue. But after his death, he commanded everyone under the, uh, 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 on earth that if they want to be saved, they need to be baptized. So you, you have to understand this. So the thief on the cross, you cannot use baptism to judge the thief on the cross because Christ has not died yet. So Christ has every right to you know, forgive his sins and say, you'll be with me in paradise. I have a question for you. And this question is what we are discussing tonight. So if I'm a good Christian, a believer, a generous person, if I do charity, okay, I give to the needy, I feed the hungry, okay, if I follow the Ten Commandments, though Ten Commandments is not a Christian thing, but, you know, 
Now and then you hear people saying, I follow the Ten Commandments. I've not taken anybody's wife and I don't steal. You understand? And I love God. Now, if you are so religious but fail to baptize, are you saying I'm not going to heaven because I did not baptize? What are you talking about, Brother Paul? Probably if you are sitting watching me on your screen, that is what will come to your mind. I know somebody who was a devout Christian, but he did not baptize. I know somebody who, you know, gave to the poor on the street. He gave the homeless a home. Okay, the naked, he clothed them. He clothed them. So are you saying because they did not baptize, they will not be saved? Please, it's not Brother Paul who is saying whether or not you are baptized, you'll be saved or not. But let the Bible speak. Now, I want us to consider about five people, individuals in the group, who to you will say that these people are going to heaven straight or direct, but the Bible have other opinion. Now, the first person we consider is a man called Nicodemus. If you read John chapter 3, verse 1 to 5, this man was a Jewish leader. In fact, he was a Pharisee. Those who know the law, who read the law and interpret the law to the Jews. Okay? So, he followed the Ten Commandment law rigidly. Okay. But, the question is, the question is, what did Jesus Christ told him when he went to Jesus by night. The question, why did he go to Jesus by night? He was a Pharisee and the Pharisees hated Jesus Christ. But because he loved Jesus, he knew that Jesus was from God. And he didn't want the Pharisees to see him going to Jesus. He went there by night. Now, as soon as he stepped there, Jesus knew his heart that this man is looking for salvation. Now let's read John chapter one, uh, 3, verse 1 to 3. I read from the ESV. It says, Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. You know, the Pharisees rejected Jesus. But this man accepted Jesus. This man had confessed that Jesus is from God. So are you saying this man will not go to heaven? He accepted Jesus Christ. He believed in Jesus. Would you say that he will not go to heaven? I will probably, without reading the Bible, say that, oh, this man, you know, has won the heart of Jesus. So he's going to. But what did Jesus say to this man? Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless, this is the, the conditioning, unless is a conditional clause. He said, unless one is born again, he cannot, and I repeat, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 5 says, verse 4. You see, when Jesus told Nicodemus this, Nicodemus was confused. Unless one is born again, how can a big man like me be born again? Can I enter into my mother's womb to be born the second time? Verse 5 says, Jesus said, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about physical birth. Verse 5 says, and Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water, listen, one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So, Brother Paul, is that what the Bible is saying? That is correct. So, it's not me who is telling you that if you are not baptized, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Nicodemus, right, was a man who have Jesus in his heart. But this is what he was told. 
that he has to be born again. He has to be baptized. Today, you hear many so-called Christians, the modern-day Christians say, I'm a born-again Christian, born-again Christian. Ask him or her, what, does the, what is the meaning of born-again? They don't even know that Jesus was talking about baptism. These people are not baptized, but they call themselves born-again Christians. What a contradictory. Do you understand? This is contradiction. You don't know what you're talking about. Jesus said to Nicodemus, Unless you are born of water and of the spirit, forget it. You cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Now, point number two. This we read from Acts chapter two. And these are Jews who have come to Jerusalem on a Pentecost day to celebrate the Pentecost feast. Now, this group of people were God-fearing who had come to do this Passover, right? Because according to their law, they have to celebrate the Passover. So these are not ordinary people. They are religious people, highly religious people who have traveled from all over the world to come to Jerusalem to uh, uh, partake these Passover feasts. You understand? They are devout Jews. But let's hear what they were told or commanded to do. Now, if you read Acts chapter 2, verse 5, then we jump to verse 37 and 38 and then to 41. It's a long chapter. You can read it yourself, Acts chapter 2. And then tell me, if somebody has not been baptized, if that person will go to heaven, you can tell me. You understand? So it's not me who is saying that. Let the Bible teach you. Let the Bible speak. If you have any uh, uh, interpretation, other than what I'm saying, you can bring it. Say, Brother Paul, what you are saying is not true. Without baptism, somebody can be saved. I would love to hear your side. And then compare with what the Bible teaches. You understand? So, Acts chapter 2 verse 5 says, Now, they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. These were the Jews that are in diaspora. And they have come back to Jerusalem to partake or part participate in the, uh, uh, the Pentecost faith. Right. Now, verse 37 to 38. Let's hear what happened. Now, from verse 36, 35 to 36, Peter, you know, spoke to these people, preached to them about Jesus Christ, whom they crucified and told them that Jesus, Jesus you crucified, God has made him the Lord and the master or savior. Verse 37 said, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart or they were caught in their heart. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Brethren, what must we do? And listen to the answer Peter gave them. After they heard about Jesus Christ, remember, without people hearing about Jesus Christ, how would they be baptized? That is why the other time I said those people who were baptized as babies and thinking that their baptism is genuine. Please, you have to reason again. Because you must hear the gospel. Jesus said, take the gospel to every creation. And if they believe and they baptize, I will save them. You have not heard the gospel. You are just a baby. You don't know what the gospel is. And you don't even believe uh, uh, Jesus. You don't even have that kind of knowledge. But you call yourself that you are a Christian because you are baptized when you are a baby. Think again. I'm not here to judge you. But all I will say is think again. Because your salvation is so important. Now, verse 37, 38, I'm reading Acts chapter 2. Okay, they said, brothers, what shall we do? Right. And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for forgiveness of sins. And you also receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Do you hear that? These are devout Jews. These are people of God who have come to Jerusalem to uh, take part in the uh, 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 Pentecost feast. 
but they were told you have to repent and you must, it's a must, be baptized, every one of you. For what? Baptized for what? Peter says, baptized for forgiveness of your sins. And two, and also to receive the Holy Spirit as your partner. So what it means, if you are not being baptized, your sins have not been erased. And you don't have the Holy Spirit, that is God the Holy Spirit, okay, visiting you. The Holy Spirit can only reside in a person after baptism. That is what Peter teaches here. But we hear people, you know, saying, I have the Spirit of God in me. And some people even speak in tongues and, you know, doing whatever they want. But they don't know anything about baptism. Please, let us not be children. Let's follow what Jesus Christ commands. Okay, so... When Peter said it, you jump to verse 41. 41 says, So, those who receive his word, who receive what Peter told them, were baptized. After Peter has said that to them, you have to be baptized for forgiveness of sins so that the Holy Spirit can also come to you and reside with you. 41 says, those who receive this word were baptized. Very important. And they were added that day. There were about 3,000 people. Do you see that? About 3,000 souls were baptized. And you are saying that baptism is not part of our salvation? Oh, my brother, think again. Last week when I finished, uh, I, uh, uh, I saw those who comment on my study. Somebody uh, commented that, oh, uh, you can be saved without Jesus Christ. I don't know where he's come from, but if that is what you are thinking, it doesn't matter whether you are Muslim, whether you are a Buddhist, uh, you are a common sense person, or whether you believe in God or you don't believe in God, Jesus said, no one goes to the Father except through me. Except through me. Muhammad could not say that. Buddha could not say that. Krishna could not say that. No other religious man, a leader, a religious leader, was able to say that apart from Jesus saying that, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except by me. So you sit somewhere and say that you can go to heaven without Jesus Christ. We shall see. The day will surely come. Okay, now, the third person I want us to discuss tonight is a man called the Ethiopian eunuch. We read this from Acts chapter 8, verse 27 to 28. This is the Ethiopian eunuch. This is a God-fearing man who have traveled from Ethiopia in Africa to worship God in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is in the Middle East. Look at that time, there were no cars. This man sat in his chariot and was being driven by a horse. Okay. He traveled from Africa, Ethiopia, to Middle East, Jerusalem, to worship. And you are saying that this man will not go to heaven because he has not been baptized? Huh, brother, let's hear the Bible says. What the Bible says. You understand? This man, I believe, was a Jew because is that's the Jewish and diaspora who, according to their law, you have to go to, uh, I mean, Jerusalem three times in a year. So this man have traveled far uh, from Ethiopia to Jerusalem to worship. And after that, he was going back. And that is where he received his salvation. And let's see what happened. Let's see what happened. Now, Acts chapter 8, verse 27 to 28. Let's see. And he rose and went. Here, he's talking about Philip. Philip is a disciple of God, who, uh, a disciple of Christ, who was told by an angel to go and see this man who is, uh, has uh, worshipped in Jerusalem, or is going back on the Gaza Strip. 
You understand? So uh, Philip rose and went, and there was an Ethiopian. Verse 27, I'm reading. A eunuch, a court official of Cadence, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. Now, this is the uh, credentials of this Ethiopian eunuch. Right. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning and seated in his chariot. Right. And he was reading the prophet Isaiah. This is a man of God who was reading the prophet Isaiah. And Uncle Paul, you're saying that this man will not go to heaven. A man who has traveled from Africa to the uh, Middle East to just to worship God, bow down to God. And you are saying he doesn't have salvation unless he baptized. It's not me saying it. It's not me. That is what the scripture teaches. Why? Because Jesus commanded everyone, it doesn't matter who you are, that you must be born again. You cannot see the kingdom. So let's see what happened to this man. Now, then verse 28 says, Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning with the scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. I told you, you must hear the gospel of Jesus. You must hear the good news of Jesus before you decide to believe or you don't believe. Jesus said, if you send a gospel to them and they believe and they baptize, I will say them. But if they don't believe the gospel, then they should forget it. Then they should forget it. So let's read verse 35 and 36, 38. Verse 35 to 38. As chapter 8, I'm reading. And as they were going along the road, remember, they are on the desert. That's the Gaza Strip. Okay? He told him about Jesus Christ. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, here, see, here is water. Why is the eunuch saying this is water? Because this Philip, I believe would have told him he would have to be baptized to be saved. So when they saw water, the eunuch said, here is water. Some of the versions say, what prevent me from being baptized? And Philip said, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, then I have every right to baptize you. Let's continue the scriptures. Let's continue the scriptures. So he said, here is water. What prevent me from being baptized? And Philip, and he, that's the Philip, uh, uh, Ethiopia in it, commanded the chariot to stop because he was in the chariot with Philip. Okay, to stop. And both he, the Ethiopia in it, and Philip went down into the water and Philip baptized him. Hallelujah. Now, Come again. Would this man be saved without the baptism? The answer is no, 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 and no. Yes, this man was a devout Jew. Yes, he has come to Jerusalem to worship. I believe he believes in the Ten Commandments. Everything that the Ten Commandments says, he does it. Remember those times, Christianity has started, but people, the Jews people, some were still following the Ten Commandments. Though it was not the Ten Commandments that would save them any longer because Christ has died and now we are in the New Testament. So I believe this man will have done everything but he has to be baptized. Now, the next person I'll talk about is Colonials. But you will marvel to hear this man because Everything that you ask for a perfect person who is a candidate for uh, uh, heaven is this man. But he was shocked what he, he heard. Do you understand? Now, in Acts chapter 10, verse 1 to 4, we're going to read about this man, how he is. And then we go to verse 21 and 22, verse 33 and verse 48. We just want you to get... In the summary of what happened there. Now, Acts chapter 1, 
Acts chapter 10, verse 1 to 4, I read. It says, At Caesarea, there was a man named Colenius, a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort. Now, listen to this. One, a devout man who feared God. That is Colenius. A devout man who feared God. Two, all his household. It's not only him, but he made sure that his household also feared God. And three, he gave alms generously to the people. This man feed the hungry. This man clothed the naked. This man visit the sick. Because what he said, he gave alms generously to people. And four, and he prayed continually to God. Now tell me if this man is not saved. Tell me. Now for me, I would say this man is definitely going to heaven. But what does the Bible say about this man? Not what I think matters or what I feel matters, but what Bible say that matters. Let the Bible speak and everyone else be silent. Now, Let's read, continue to read. Verse 4, continue to read. Acts chapter 10, 1 to 4, I'm reading. About the ninth hour of the day, he, Colonial, saw clearly in a vision an angel of God come in and say to him, Look, this man, I've seen a dream, an angel of God visiting him. This is the sort of person we are talking about. A person who has attracted the attention of angel of God. And are you saying he's not saved? It's not me saying, let the Bible speak. An angel of the Lord has visited him. Right. And what did he say? And said to him, Colonius. And Colonius stared at him in terror and said, what is it, Lord? As soon as Colonius saw this angel. He knew God has visited him. So he said, what is it, Lord? And let's see what Lord, what the angel told him. Right. And the angel said to him, your prayers and your arms have ascended as a memorial before God. Hallelujah. Your prayers and the good things you are doing has ascended before God. Let's jump to verse 22. So what, if you continue, the angel said to him, Now, send somebody to Joppa to go and call Peter. And Peter will tell you what you do. Now, God knows this man is looking for salvation. He's a good person. And you and I will say he's going to heaven. But the scripture thinks otherwise. Right. Verse 22 to 23 says, here, after the angel had spoken with this man, Colenius, the angel went to visit Peter in his dream. Peter also saw uh, Peter was in a trance and spoke to. You read the whole chapter, you understand. And he said, I have asked Colenius to send people to you, Peter. So these people visited Peter's house. And on the gate, right, they met Peter. And Peter went down to meet the man and said, verse 22, I'm reading. I am the one you are looking for. I've heard that some people are looking for me, but I am Peter, the one you are looking for. What is the reason of your coming here? Listen to the reason of those guys. And they said, Colonials, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man. This man is upright and God-fearing. Right? Who is well spoken by the whole Jewish nation. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter whether everybody says you are the good person, you do the arms, give generously, blah, 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 blah. All these does not matter if you don't obey what Jesus Christ has said. Look at all these good qualities that we're talking about here, about this man. Now, was directed by the holy angel, 
This man was directed by the holy angel to send for you to come to his house and to hear what you have to say. So this is the, the, the what they call is the information that these senders or the ambassadors gave to Peter. Verse 33, jump to verse 33. So, I have sent for you at once. Here is when Peter went to Colonial's house and asked Colonial, why are you sending for me? And Colonial also narrated the story how he saw in his dream the angel saying he shall come to Peter for Peter to tell him what to do. Verse 33 said, so I've sent for you at once and you have been kind enough to come. Now, therefore, we are all here in the presence of God to hear what the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Hallelujah. Colonials and his household have gathered, waiting for Peter. And Peter had come. So he said, we are here, Peter. Tell us what God wants you to tell us. Okay? Verse 44. Listen to verse 44 well. Ask chapter 10, 40, verse 48, sorry. Listen to verse 48 well. Ask chapter 10, verse 48 we are reading. And he, that is Peter, commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus. You hear that? Peter told them about Jesus Christ, right? That is sending them the gospel. And then he, the word is commanded them. It's a command. He commanded them in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, to be baptized in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? And after that, him, Colonials, and his household were baptized. Hallelujah. Now, the last person I'll talk about before, you know, I end, is a lady, a beautiful lady named Lydia. It's called Lydia. In Acts chapter 16, verse 13 to 15, is where we are now. Here, Paul, Timothy, and Silas have been in Philippi, okay, in Macedonia. Now, do you know, Paul had a dream that he was instructed to go to Macedonia. Why? Probably for these people. This woman is a devout Jew. is a Jewish woman and a God-fearing woman. Who had come to Riverside on the Sabbath day, right, to pray, to pray. But let's see what happened. Now, this woman was a Jew. Even though Christianity had started, they were still worshipping on the Sabbath. Sometimes, you see, my friend that, you know, followed the Sabbath will tell you that Paul uh, was following the Sabbath, blah, blah, because they read this place. I mean, it's just... Uh, misunderstanding. Paul, after Jesus Christ called him on the road to Damascus, did not go back into Judaism. He was a Jew, but he didn't follow them again. He's now become a Christian. So here, Paul, Timothy, and Silas. And the one who is recording this is Luke. Luke, also a disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. So these people went to Philippi. And let's see what happened. Acts chapter 16, verse 13 to 15, I'm reading. And it said, And on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside, where we supposed there was a place of prayer. They know that there was a Sabbath. And they know on the Sabbath day, these Jewish people go to a place to pray. So they took advantage and went there. They went there to do what? To preach the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to them and to let them know that we are not bounded by the old law, the Ten Commandments law, the Jewish law, but we are now bounded by the Christian law, which commands everyone to be baptized to be saved. Right. Let's continue. So when they went to that place of prayer, there were some people already there. So, and it said, and we sat down and spoke to the women who have come together. There were some women already there on the Sabbath praying. Okay. And one who heard us 
was a woman named Lydia from the city of Tiatara, a seller of purple goods, who was a worshiper of God. This woman, a devout Jewish woman, was a worshiper of God. So tell me, a person who followed the Ten Commandments law rigidly to the sender Sabbath day, they've guarded and praying, is a worshiper of God. But what happened? Does it matter? What happened? The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what Paul said. Oh, a Jew who followed the Ten Commandments law, but God is opening her heart to listen to Paul. That is why I told my friends that it's not uh, uh, the Ten Commandments law or the Judaism that will lead people to, Christ, uh, to heaven. No. Today, what will save us is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ through baptism. You understand? Unlike before Jesus died, the people were saved by following the Ten Commandments law. Today, it's not like that. But some people still have eyes they cannot see. Now, if you continue, I said, and after she was baptized, when they heard about the Lord Jesus Christ, and after he was baptized, and her household as well, it's not only her, but her household as well, she urged them saying, if you have judged me, be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay there. And he prevailed, she prevailed upon them. Now, my brothers and sisters, what I want you to understand, looking at all the examples I've given, this is not the only examples even in the New Testament about good people who were commanded to be baptized. So, having heard this, if you think you can escape baptism and be saved, brother, come again. That would be a joke. Because Jesus said, go to the world, preach the gospel. And when they believe and they are baptized, I will save them. Jesus told Colonials, uh, 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 what he called, he told Nicodemus, unless you are baptized, uh, 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 count it out. You cannot obtain salvation. Brothers and sisters, this is why I draw the curtain down. Please, if you want us to help you to be baptized. Please, I will ask you because I'm in Europe here. Whichever country you are, there is Church of Christ there. Please look for the Church of Christ in your community. Church of Christ is in every country. Even if you are hearing me from Pakistan, I know some people listen to me from Pakistan, India, America, and other parts of the world. Look for the Church of Christ. If you can't find a Church of Christ to help you to be baptized, please, the comment area, send me a text that I am in this country. I want to locate the Church of Christ. I want to be baptized. I can tell you. Brothers and sisters, I will tell you that without baptism, no one can be saved. Remember, it doesn't depend on the good things you do. Baptism it's your obedience to allow Jesus Christ's blood to wash away your sins. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says, All have sinned. Everyone in this world have sinned regardless. Your sins will be blotted away only through baptism. Because it is in the baptism that you come contact with Christ's death and his blood cleanses away your sins. God bless you that you always listen to me. Once again, my name is Brother Paul. Okay? And as I said, if you get time, please visit the Church of Christ near you. Church of Christ will help you to get a true and a genuine baptism that will lead you to heaven. God bless you. Please share this. If you are Christian and you hear me, it is you and I, our responsibility to teach those who do not know. Why don't you share this message to as many as you can so that they also know the truth. 
for the truth to set them free. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.